On this episode, why nasal breathing is the most powerful change you're probably overlooking and falling into the burn. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Stephen Mathis. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate you. Let's talk about nasal breathing. We've talked about nasal breathing before. You've probably heard it mentioned other places. You maybe even have implemented this to your life in some degree. But hang with me because the reality is, and what I hear from guys and what I see, is that the vast majority of guys are overlooking this at least to some degree. They're overlooking the potential impact that it can have in various areas of their life. And they're overlooking the depth to which it can be applied and should be applied. So let's talk about it. First of all, let's run through a few of the key physiological differences between nasal breathing and mouth breathing because they are tremendously different. They are light years apart in terms of the effect on our body. So nasal breathing, the first physiological change that we should talk about is nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is what dilates blood vessels. Nitric oxide is what dilates blood vessels so that blood can actually get to where it needs to go. So think about blood getting to your muscles, to your cock, to your brain. Nitric oxide is crucial. It is a crucial part of that process. If we have insufficient nitric oxide, our blood flow is not going to be as good. The thing is, most of the body's nitric oxide is made in the sinus cavities. It's made in the sinus passages. So breathing through the nose has actually been shown to produce about six times more nitric oxide than breathing through the mouth. So that first change, even if there was nothing else, is major. It is major. You see nitric oxide, all kinds of supplements and products that are built around the idea of boosting nitric oxide. The most powerful way to boost nitric oxide is breathe through your nose. It's free. It's right there. You just got to do it. And we'll talk about exactly what doing it means because there is a little more to implementing this than you might think. The second physiological change is carbon dioxide. So carbon dioxide, some people might think of it as sort of this waste product, right? Where we breathe in oxygen, we breathe off carbon dioxide. While that is true, it is absolutely crucial. Carbon dioxide is a crucial gas. We would not be alive without it because carbon dioxide is what allows the bond between oxygen and hemoglobin to be broken so that oxygen can actually get to where it needs to go. So oxygen is riding around in our body attached to hemoglobin. And no matter how much of that oxygen we have in our blood, doesn't matter how packed our blood is with oxygen. If there's not sufficient carbon dioxide, then that oxygen can't be broken away. That bond can't be broken. And less of the oxygen is going to actually reach our tissues and reach our cells. Thus, our respiration is not going to be as good. So most people overbreathe. Most of us overbreathe. If you go and talk to any random person on the street and you take a measurement, you will find that most people are running at 98 or 99 or maybe 97% blood oxygen saturation. We basically have all the blood in our body or all the oxygen, excuse me, in our blood that we can get in there. And that's even true as you start to exercise, as you start to work hard and get winded. Largely, your blood oxygen saturation is going to remain really high. What's going to change, one of the biggest things that changes, is you start to overbreathe. 
And what happens when we overbreed is we breathe off too much carbon dioxide. Now we have less carbon dioxide to actually break the bond between oxygen and hemoglobin. So no matter how much oxygen we have floating around in our blood, it's not going to get to where it can do any good if we don't have enough carbon dioxide. So a lot of us are overbreathing constantly, all day, every day, most people. A lot of us are overbreathing, so we're actually not oxygenating our body as well as we could be. One of the big times that this happens is when people are working out. If you've ever seen, I see this constantly at the park when I'm there training. If you've ever seen somebody running or you know, on a treadmill or whatever, and their mouth is open and they're just like, you can see and hear the mouth breathing from 50 feet away. While they think, they may think that they're actually getting, trying to get more oxygen in their body, the exact opposite is happening. What's happening is they're breathing off all their carbon dioxide, not all of it, too much of it. They're breathing off too much of their carbon dioxide, which means that less oxygen is actually reaching tissues, less oxygen is getting into cells. So they are basically suffocating, even though their blood oxygen saturation is probably at 98 or 99% because they're breathing off all their carbon dioxide. So one of the things that happens when we breathe through our nose is it slows us down and it deepens our breathing, but primarily it slows it down. So we end up breathing off less carbon dioxide. So if you take two people and they're both at 99% blood oxygen saturation, but one has a slightly higher carbon dioxide level, the one with the slightly higher carbon dioxide level is going to end up with more oxygen actually getting into their tissues. Now, there is a sweet spot. Of course, there's such a thing as too high of carbon dioxide level, just like there's such a thing as too much water, right? We need, we need water. Most people can benefit from more water, but if you drink like three gallons of water in a short period of time, it'll kill you. Same thing with carbon dioxide, right? There is such a thing as too much, but most people are running around with too little. We're actually over-breathing, especially when we're working out. So we're breathing off too much carbon dioxide. Not enough oxygen is reaching our tissues as a result. So the first major physiological change is nitric oxide, which dilates blood vessels. The second one is carbon dioxide, which allows oxygen to actually reach tissues. Another major one is our nervous system. So our mind and our inner world. Because when you're mouth breathing, it triggers your sympathetic nervous system. This is your fight or flight nervous system. So it makes your mind feel much more uneasy, usually feel quicker in your mind. You might have more feelings of anxiousness or stress, all different kinds of ways that that fight or flight nervous system can play out. On the other hand, when we breathe through our nose, it puts us into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest, right? So this puts our nervous system into a place of calm. So when you can maintain nasal breathing, even in times of intensity, which we'll talk about in a second, it helps you maintain a state of inner calm. On the other hand, as soon as you start mouth breathing, it's going to trigger that fight or flight and you're going to lose that inner calm. And that's a major change. It's a major change that can impact us throughout our days. Because if you're mouth breathing at times throughout the day or at night, which we'll talk about that too, the more that you're mouth breathing, the more it's putting you in this state of fight or flight, the more you're nasal breathing, including and especially at some very important intense times, the more you're going to be able to stay in that state of inner calm. So those are the three really big ones. There's some other things like when we breathe through our nose, it moisturizes the air, 
we lose less moisture when we breathe through our nose versus when we're breathing through our mouth. Um, our nose filters air. Basically, our nose is meant to breathe and our mouth is really not. Obviously, we can breathe through our mouth, but we're meant to breathe through our nose. There's a whole bunch of very clear reasons in how our body functions at a fundamental level that we're meant to breathe through our nose. So the ways to implement this and how to make sure that you're actually getting the full benefit that you can get from this. The first thing is something we've talked about before, which is taping your mouth at night while you sleep, which some of you, a few of you, maybe this is a new concept. It's going to sound kind of weird. It's not weird at all. More and more people are doing it incredibly beneficial because most people, even a lot of people who are breathing through their nose for most of the day, a lot of those people will still fall into mouth breathing, if not for the entirety of the night, at least for parts of the night while they're sleeping. And this has a big impact because if you're mouth breathing for hours every night while you're sleeping, think about the impact of oxygen reaching your brain, of oxygen reaching your tissues to rebuild and regenerate and do all the amazing things that your body does. If that is impaired throughout the night, every night while you sleep to some degree, it can have a major impact on your energy levels, on a lot of fundamental ways that your body is functioning. So that's the first thing is try taping your mouth at night while you sleep. What I would recommend is go to hostagetape.com. This is a company that makes tape specifically for this purpose. I have no affiliation with them. You don't even have to buy their tape, but go there and read the reviews. In the reviews, you will see people's experiences. You will see how impactful taping the mouth at night while you sleep can be. And it's worth a test. Even if you think that you're nasal breathing throughout the night, just try it and see if you feel better. If you feel better, you'll know. And give it, like anything, give it a week or two, right? Do it every night for a week or two and see if you can start to tell a difference. And especially see if you can tell a difference if you do it for a week or two and then you miss a night or then you stop. See what it feels like to go back. A lot of you are going to find that you sleep better, that you have better morning wood, that you wake up more rested. Those are the things that I hear from guys all the time when they try this. And it's one of the big things that guys are like, man, it makes a huge difference. So try taping your mouth at night while you sleep. During the day, we want to be nasal breathing all the time. If we're not talking or eating, ideally we should be nasal breathing all the time. Ideally, we want to keep our mouth not only closed so that we're nasal breathing, but actually with our tongue on the roof of our mouth, which is very important energetically, which is a whole nother conversation. But that kind of, kind of posture of keeping our mouth closed where we're nasal breathing and our tongue on the roof of our mouth where it's anchored there, that's ideally where we want to be throughout the day. A lot of people are not. A lot of people are not. You're very likely breathing through your mouth more than you realize. Even if it's not all the time, you might be thinking, oh, I'm not a you know, mouth breather. I'm not doing that all the time. Even if you're not doing it all the time, you're probably falling into it a little more often than you realize. A really good exercise to kind of find out is especially if you're able to do this, like if you have a job where you work at home or you work on a computer or you sort of have kind of some um, privacy throughout parts of the day, it makes it even easier to test this, but we can all test it at various times, which is again, get a piece of tape and try having your mouth taped for a couple hours. Maybe you're just sitting at home, tape your mouth for a couple hours and see how it feels. You might start to find that during that couple hours, if it feels anything but completely comfortable to you, if you start to get anxious in terms of your breathing or feeling like you're not getting enough air, then that means you're mouth breathing a lot. 
or at least at times, right? So try that, do that test, implement it as consistently as you can throughout the day. And this is like being present or other things that we need to remind ourselves of consistently throughout the day. So if you realize, okay, I'm probably mouth breathing at least a time throughout the day, then the required action is consistently check in with yourself, remind yourself, start to notice. You're going to have times just like we have times when we notice when we're kind of lost in thought or we're not present. As soon as we notice, we realize we come back to being present. Same thing with your breathing. If you catch yourself breathing through your mouth, you realize you bring it back to nasal breathing. It's going to take some time. This is a very uh, ingrained thing for a lot of people, obviously, because we breathe all day, every day. So the way that you breathe becomes very habitual. But like any habit, you can change it. You can totally change it, but it's going to take some consistency. There's a couple of other really critical times. And these are especially when people get out of nasal breathing, the most common times. One is working out. Even people who are breathing through their mouth, or excuse me, breathing through their nose while they're sleeping, and even those, if those people are breathing through their nose the majority of the time during the day, the vast majority of th those people will still breathe through their mouth at least for parts of their workouts when it gets intense. Again, it is the opposite of what we want to do. It's actually very counterproductive. However, it is a hard habit to break because for whatever reason, we have this thing where we think that as we start to feel that windedness, that the way to get more oxygen is to breathe more. And it feels like we can breathe more if we breathe through our mouth. So for whatever reason, there's this kind of tendency to do that. A lot of people do it. Like I said, even the people who are breathing through their nose the majority of the day, the majority of those are not doing it when they're exercising. So that is a very important time to practice it. Firstly, because it will help you implement it the rest of the time. So if you can dial this in when you're working out, it's going to make it much easier and more consistent in terms of you implementing it throughout the day as a habit, but also because you'll get much better performance, much better. Initially, a lot of people have to slow down, right? So as you first get into nasal breathing, when you're working out, you're going to probably have to slow down a little bit as you adapt. But once you do adapt, you will be better oxygenating your body. Your performance will go up. I've experienced this. I've talked to so many guys who have experienced this. Some of the best athletes that I know talk about this as a big key and talk about what a huge difference it makes. Your performance will go up if you practice nasal breathing. So work on it when you're in your workouts. And again, I would recommend at least at the beginning, try taping your mouth, especially when you're working out is another time to try taping your mouth in addition to the nighttime. When I was really transitioning to nasal breathing more consistently in various parts of my life and including working out. I had a period of probably a few months where I was taping my mouth pretty consistently, not in every workout all the time, depending on the situation, but pretty consistently I was taping my mouth. And you'll be surprised that the instinct to want to breathe through your mouth when you start to get winded is very strong. So that's why I found tape to be extremely helpful. I think it's very helpful to ingrain this when you're working out to at least have some times where you practice that. And at least it will help you understand what it feels like. And then when you take the tape off, you'll be more likely to realize what you may do is you might start a nasal breathing. You might get 20 seconds into a set, 40 seconds into a set or five minutes into a workout or whatever. And all of a sudden you'll start breathing through your mouth. And now that this is on your mind, you'll start to notice. 
And you'll start to notice number one, that you actually feel like you're getting less oxygen, even though it feels in a way more comfortable. You'll notice if you really pay attention that your performance goes down. The biggest thing that I notice immediately is my mind. So my mind will be in a calm place even when my body's working really hard. If for some reason I slip back into uh, taking a mouth breath, it's like instantly my mind is in that fight or flight and it just feels much more antsy and not as calm and strong in that calm. So try taping your mouth while you're working out. The other time that nasal breathing is incredibly important is anytime you're engaged in any kind of sexual activity. Because as we've talked about, your ability to connect with the sexual energy within you, your ability to control that, your ability to control your arousal is largely dependent upon your ability to connect with your inner world, to guide it, to have it in a place of calm, even when that energy is really high, that arousal is really high. So if you get into mouth breathing, and it triggers your sympathetic nervous system and you get in that fight or flight, you're going to lose that connection with that energy. It's not going to be as strong. It's not going to be as robust. You're going to lose that control where you're not going to have the same kind of influence over your arousal. So staying in nasal breathing when we're engaged in sex is very important and especially important in the most intense times. So this is just like working out. What you'll find is a lot of people, even if you take the people, okay, they They're breathing through their nose most of the time. They're breathing through their nose when they're sleeping. As we talked about, a lot of those people, when it gets to the hardest part of their workout, they're going to start mouth breathing. Same thing with sex. A lot of guys, when they get to that most intense part, there's going to be this kind of instinct. Number one, because it can be physically intense in terms of the actual motion of your body, right? If you're intense in that way and getting sweaty and working hard, some guys will start to mouth breathe for that reason. And then the other reason is because the intensity of the sexual energy will kick them into it as well. But again, just like the most important, most beneficial time in our workout to maintain nasal breathing is when it gets most intense, same thing with sex. The more intense it gets, the more intense or more important it is to stay in nasal breathing because we're going to be in a much, much better place to actually be connected with that experience, to have control over what's happening in our body, to be present in the moment. So much of that is affected by this being in fight or flight versus being in our sort of restful nervous system state. It's a huge impact. The other thing is erections. Obviously, we talked about blood flow. If you're getting less blood flow, your erection quality is going to be worse. So the more that you're in mouth breathing, the more it's going to negatively affect your erection quality. And that applies when you're actually having sex. It also applies over the course of your days. If you're mouth breathing a lot or if you're mouth breathing at night while you're sleeping, it's going to negatively impact your erection quality, period. One of the most consistent things that I hear from guys when they try taping their mouth at night is that their morning wood gets better. So for a number of reasons, implement nasal breathing into your life. Try taping your mouth at night unless you're absolutely sure that your mouth is closed and you're staying in nasal breathing all night. Unless you're absolutely certain of that, Try it and see how you feel. Just give it a week or two. Remind yourself throughout the day to stay nasal breathing as often as possible. Catch yourself when you're breathing through your mouth. Come back to it. Do that over and over again. Practice it, especially during sex. As we've talked about, of course, your edging practice, your solo practice is going to be a time when you can uh, implement that and remind yourself of that. And then when you're 
having an experience with a partner, you can be more present in the moment, not having to think about it as much because it's automatic because you've practiced it in your solo practice. And again, practice it in your workouts, tape your mouth if you need to. But even when it gets the most intense, even if you're doing sprints or burpees or something like that, if you can stay nasal breathing, you will perform better. It's going to take some adaptation. You're going to have to slow down when you first start it. But man, you're going to end up performing much better if you implement that. And if you implement this throughout your life and you hit those different areas and you're maintaining this nasal breathing consistently in the various aspects of your life and the most intense and important times, man, it has a huge impact on your life, you guys. So do it. Speaking of the most intense times, one of the things that I found incredibly beneficial and something that has changed for me in recent years is the ability to, when things get really intense in various aspects of life and activities, when things get very intense, to actually get more calm. I was talking to this, talking to the guys on our inner circle Zoom call the other day about this, and I was talking to Corey. And I mentioned to Corey how, how much I feel this when I'm working out, where if I'm doing, for example, a set of 50 burpees, often what will happen is between 20 and 30 might actually be the ones that feel the hardest. And then as it gets harder physically, my mind actually slows down and my inner world calms down. And the more that my mind slows down and my inner world calms down, the better my performance actually gets. And often I'll be faster, stronger from 40 to 50 than I was from 20 to 30 and it'll actually feel easier. Not all the time, right? Sometimes those last few reps are just a bitch, but a lot of times that's exactly how it works out. And that concept of, okay, this is when things are getting most intense. The ideal response to that is to relax more, to be more calm in terms of our mind, in terms of our breathing, in terms of our inner world. And this applies whether it's in your workout, it applies when you're having sex, it applies if you're having an intense conversation, it applies if you're having some sort of intense emotional stuff going on in your inner world. It applies to all the ways that our life feels intense. When our life feels intense, if we can respond with calm and the more intense it gets, the more calm we get, that's a very, very powerful place to be. And you will find that what happens is you get in much more of a flow state. You perform much better and you feel much better along the way. So I'm telling Corey about this and Corey, this immediately resonates with Corey. And I know something that he puts into practice because of who he is and what I see him doing. And he had the best terminology for it. He said that this is something he's talked to a lot of people about. And his terminology for this was falling into the burn, which I really like because very concisely conveys this idea of, okay, when that burn comes up, I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go and just fall into it. And the more that you can implement this, where your body can be in this state of intensity, but your inner world can find that place of calm and just let go. And the more your body gets intense, the more your inner world will get calm and the more it will let go. It really is transformational in how you end up moving through situations and how you perform and how effective you are and how much of a flow state you can get into. And those times when it is intense, those are the most important times for us to be at our best, right? Whether it's an intense conversation or it's that most intense moment of having sex or it's that most intense time of your workout, those are the most important times for us to be at our best. 
And the way that we can be at our best in those times is to fall into the burn, to let go, relax. And by the way, just a reminder, remember how we just talked about nasal breathing and how much it impacts your inner world and how it puts you in that restful nervous system state. If you want to be able to fall into the burn much more effectively in every aspect of your life, but especially when it gets the most intense, you ought to be in nasal breathing because it's going to be very hard to truly fall into the burn, to truly find that place of inner calm if you're mouth breathing in that place of, or in that time of intensity, because that very powerfully kicks you into that fight or flight. So practice nasal breathing, implement it in all the ways and practice when shit gets intense, when it gets hard, when your body is just burning, when that sexual energy is super high, you're having that really intense conversation, whatever it is, practice as you face those moments, relax into them, fall into them, and you will perform better, you'll feel better, and you'll kick more ass. Speaking of kicking ass, I hope you have a kick-ass rest of your day. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Join us in Inner Circle, by the way. You're seriously missing out if you're not in there. That's all I'm going to say. Go to holisticalpha.com. You can join us. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. 